0: Triple M footy lives on Listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. Triple M footy lives on Listener. Replays, interviews, and the only place to catch every Triple M footy call. Oh, wow. Sunday. So often the day after the night before. A day to lay low, relax, keep out of harm's way. But not here. Oh, you know? Rugby League's biggest names get busy right now. This is Triple M's Sunday Sinbin.
1: Bin oh, Good afternoon and welcome to Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to the Listener Footy Talk podcast Right here on Triple M James Super, James Graham, Gordon Tallis and Ben Dobbin With you for the next couple of hours ahead of The Bulldogs taking on the Gold Coast Titans from course Stadium We will be calling that game Dan Ganane your caller A very good afternoon to you, Jimmy Ginger Graham How are you, my
2: friend? Uh- I am very well, Ben Dobbin, excited to be here watching the Bulldogs versus the Titans with none other than Gordon Tallis, man of the moment. (laughs) Oh, my God. He's everywhere. I mean, he is a superstar. Mate,
3: they're changing the name, 360 to 720.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a good job. I will say this. Hello, Gordon. How are you? And, 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 mate. I doubted you. I said, when somebody rang me I think Hoops rang me up and said, they can't believe I've given it to Gordy. I said, well, why would they give it to that bum? Why would they give it to that bum? Hoops actually said to me, he was crying. He said, I wanted the gig. I wanted the gig. And you've gone in there. No, anyway, no, no, no. you did a good job, mate. Hey, you hey.
3: did a good job. Hey, <laughs> no, mate. <laughs> we're a team at Fox. Now, do you know what? Um, uh, it was a different week. It was a difficult week, but it was a, but uh, it was great to be on and everybody. And I just love the way Braith and Hoops and Buzz and all the boys, they made me feel welcome. It's a big show. It's a Flagship show at Fox, and it was good to be on it.
1: Hasn't he turned a full circle on Buzz It's Unbelievable! This Who? bloke, you—you you at Buzz, rock solid. These all the journos, mate, I mean, it, you, mate, listen, I've never known you so rock
3: mate, solid. Listen, you're on my hit list. <laughs> you're on my hit
1: list. <laughs> Not my mate warning. Uh, <laughs> hey, good, good afternoon, Hoops. <laughs> how are you, mate? Yeah, very good, Dobbo. How are you, mate?
2: All right, let's get into it. I know. Hang on, should've... hang on, hang on. All right, Dobbo. I I know you're nervous. Me. Yes, I know what? you're nervous because look at the the setup of the show and the balance of the show. We've got basically <laughs> three hosts, one expert <laughs> journalist, you know, Are you you calling yourself
1: a host (laughs) 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 of that two-bit podcast?
0: (laughs) Seriously, stop it. Stop it. It's too early for the comic to come out. Save it. Save it for a bit, please. Um,
1: (laughs) Hey, Hoops, what about last night? Let's get into it straight away. West Tigers, they're calling them the entertainers. 66 points to 18 over the North Queensland Cowboys. You were there. You're a Tigers tragic. It was a night to remember. Phenomenal game,
4: Ben. Phenomenal performance from the side. That happy for all the coaching staff and the players who've been on a hell of a roller coaster ride the last 10 seasons. Haven't made the final since 2011. And look, yeah, speaking of people after the game last night, we genuinely felt as though it had been a dream. Like, we just couldn't believe <laughs> that they had put that together. Luke Brooks's 200th game, he comes out. He's almost man of the match. He's in the conversation. Uh, and they didn't have a bad player. Happy Coruscant. Stafford Toa at stages looked like Mal Meninga. He was so dominant and the oh, way he was ragdolling game. Valentine Holmes. Uh, and, and the buzz inside Leichhardt over last night, that's yeah. as good as I've ever seen it. Um, the fans, look, uh, that, that, as I said, they've had a super rough ride um, the last 10 seasons, and it, they deserved, everybody involved with the club uh, and all their loyal supporters deserved that type of a win last night.
2: It, it was a great win, wasn't it, Hoops? But I think, you know, a lot, a lot of talk about Luke Brooks, but the number nine for the Tigers from the very Huge. get-go. That try he set up for... Um, no yeah, yeah, was like that. That pass, beautiful. Then he set another one up for Boley, I think where he did the wrapper, where he came around. That was in the second half, and he was just dictating the terms of play. And I think, you know, I was critical of the Tigers earlier in the season because yeah. they went, they weren't recognizing the, the the quality and the skill and the deception of Api Corasau. Now that. <sighs> Forgivably, takes time, and I know that he had a disrupted preseason. But when that penny drops, it was always going to be dangerous. And and when he when they get everything right, and they put those little intricate passes on, and you know the change of direction from the forwards, which helps the pass of Corsao. When that all comes together, that's when the Tigers are going to be dangerous. And um, they they got everything right in terms of the yeah. first man with the ball, and that's Apikorosau. And then just the flow on effect that that has on the rest of the team, and then the, the defensive line that you come up against. Because when you know Appy's in a mood like that, then you've got to tighten up your defense. So I think there was a try that Brandon Wakeham set up not long after that, where he, he fires the ball out to tar. Um What a pass. That was a, that was a great pass. But if you look at the build-up to that play, that's because Coruscant takes the... It, it's so dangerous with him first on the ball and then he fires it to wake him gets the ball to wake him but that affects the defense and it's a game of inches you saw that I think it was Kyle Felt reach for the ball he couldn't quite get there. And those are the fine margins between a try and not a try. And it was all because Coruscant has that deception, which holds up the defence, which stops the inside pressure on Wakeham, and that's what you get. It's not just about the try assist that he gets, but it's also the, the time and space that he creates for, for others. I thought he was sensational last night.
3: Yeah. And, and and we hear Cooper Cronk talk about it all the time. Well, When I say all the time, I've heard him say it on an about five or six occasions when the hooker goes it's like a surfer when you fall off the board there's a leg rope so so like then as a half you just got to be pulled with him and that's what the Tigers did. When we called the Tigers against the Dogs um, at Belmore, Appy's was taken off Jimmy and like we're sitting there going someone go with him. I just know that when the player runs you just got to pick a hole and pick a line and get on your bike and and they seemed to do that last night but there what was some great that? stats right so there was 56 missed tackles from the from the Cowboys. That's that's just not first grade, right? Stafford, I think it was 15 tackle bus. But the best stat of the night for me was the 45... Tigers fans facing the scoreboard, giving it, went given to it 60. the 60. <laughs> just <laughs> waiting <laughs> for it to turn over to 60. 60. Oh, that and was then the cameras at Fox yeah. did a great job. And the bike, I don't know, the old bloke, mate, I don't think he made, it. he had to look for the 64.
5: Well, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he couldn't find it. He couldn't find <laughs> it.
4: Gordy, there would have been, been 8,000 fans on the hill, and I reckon. All of them were doing <laughs> the spirit fingers waiting yeah. for, that to, <laughs> that was... for that to tick over because they'd never hit 60 there previously. That's the highest record score as the franchise. by West Tigers yeah. club and also by Balmain Tigers or Western Suburbs when they were foundation clubs dating back to 1908. Wow. So, uh, look, yeah. it was, a, it was a, an enormous night for everybody at the club.
1: Can we talk about this fullback, at Buller? I mean, yeah, Gordy, I'm we caught him racing. against the George. He is... Absolutely, so classy. I, Let's I saw, not
3: go off yet. Let's just let him get into it. But,
1: but um, he's the hands. A superstar. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He's made a real difference, hoops. Nah. You've got to admit that. Like, I mean, exactly. I under, I understand they've been working. And congratulations needs to go to Tim Sheens and Robbie and Benji. They weathered a lot. They really did. But in the
3: last month, and what are they being beaten? So, Penrith but for them to turn it around. It, yes. it, it's mate, it, like. What is it, three in a row? Or they no, they, against got beat South. Beaten South. they got but beat by South. They got beat by South. Two good last wins four, in, and they come up against South. Three out of South, last four. And, they were, and they were competitive. And South Sydney have been blowing a lot of sides. They've scored more than 20 against most organisations. So for the Tigers to only let 20 in and obviously South, South were on a roll that night and they wanted to keep them to a duck egg and they did. And then to go out last night, no, no. I was just so happy for Rugby League and the Tigers fans that have gone there every week. And I saw guys in the Western Suburbs jersey. I saw them in the Balmain jersey. I saw the West Tigers jersey. But I saw those guys there every week. I think that's, that's the last game at Leichhardt this year, isn't it?
4: It is, Gordy. Yes,
2: it it is. If they a played there next week,
3: there. there'd be 60,000. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's, the, that's the magic
2: of Leichhardt. Late is. Is like You know, you talk about that experience with the fans and the scoreboard. You're not getting that here. You're no, not ever. getting just that not. at no. a, um, a core stadium. No, well, Tim not. Sheens
1: and obviously was very happy, but I don't know. I don't know what kind of mood he was in. Hoops, have a listen.
5: This is some audio from Tim Sheens at the press conference. Uh, I will be at the referees' bunker, and uh, next week, big time, big time. Well, if Lutz wasn't offside, and then they come back, steps run half the field, and they come back, the ball switched back, and they picked up a player that was meter there in front of the line. It had nothing to do with it, right? So. Ridiculous, And a couple of others too that I'm not happy you with. Know, often Gary scored. I don't care what, he, what she says in the bunker. Often Gaby put both four forearms, had the ball there, on the ground. Right? That's a try. You know, I'm not happy, so I'm going to go and say a few things. I don't care about the score line, I'm not happy. 10 metres ridiculous. To say we come back 50 metres from a, a potential you know, a line break, comes back and penalises us and an offside to you almost, and some of them on the short side. So, so inconsistent. So, But anyway, I'll, I'll have my say next week.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. The thing, 66 points six. to 18, and he's still unhappy hoops.
4: Look, the thing you've got to love and respect about Tim Sheens is he's a professor of football. He is so diligent uh, about all the little nuances, the rules, the finite detail of the game. And I actually think that... Moment there, he, it, it, there was an outpouring of emotion after that game from all the fans in the stadium. You could see the coaching staff in the box. Sheensy was trying to keep his poker face on, even when they hit 60. But Robbie <laughs> Farrar was celebrating like he was riding the Melbourne <laughs> Cup, or he was loving every moment of it, and and rightly so. Like they've been through a lot, but I felt as though from Sheensy there. I think he's been frustrated over the course of the opening couple of months of the season. Think were that's that's in, not the
3: 11 yeah, weeks <laughs> of frustration. They, 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 they <laughs> were 0-7.
4: moment. They were <laughs> 7 of to begin the season. And then when he got his window, he went, you know what, I'm over it. I'm also going to have this little rant as well just to put a bit of curry back <laughs> Matt, on NRL headquarters. Man, you, know,
2: you know what, though? It just makes me laugh. Even, you know, Craig Bellamy in the box yesterday that, you know, he, <laughs> you, you, you cut to him, game. like uh, – like, it was like shaking his head, and you just and, and Sheen's there after a great victory. They're going into a bye as well. The Tigers, like, oh yeah, you know, you think you've relaxed it's hardly an advertisement for, for wanting to be a coach, is it? You know? <laughs> you're to see the, they, they don't you, carry their divots, do they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They should build, yeah. They should bring that up, like, a hey, positive attitude and then yeah. you know, players, oh, boys, are, kiss players, players Don't you. About that mistake. Yeah, hey, let's don't move on. Let's move mistake. on. Yeah, yeah. Stay in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> stay in the moment. Like, well, on, got, honestly, who'd be a coach? Like, well, you're just would, never going to be happy. Like, you're never going to be content. You've just won hmm. 66 points to 18. Like, your team's, Playing well and you and you you know you can't help but focus
3: on the negative
2: like, stuff <laughs> on, come out of Just, you just break a smile. Well, But you know mate, and that you... was like
3: Bellamy too, and I'm sure we're gonna touch on it. They won a challenge. Wayne Bennett's sitting there yes. like a cardboard cutout. He lost the challenge. He's sitting there like he's asleep with his eyes open, right? <laughs> and Bellamy's blowing up, he's turning around. Craig, you won the challenge. <laughs> but you know what? Um oh, you know what? You sort of mixed because Tim Sheen's didn't have to do it. The 72-year-old could have walked away. But I think that's him just holding his nerve. They've been under extreme pressure. He, like, that whole organisation's been under a lot of pump, and we've been part of it, talking about, you know, when the CEO was kicking the warm-up. Maybe maybe he's been the turnaround, Jimmy Graham. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe no, when no. he come and he warmed up no, the 80s, no, man. No, no, maybe, no, no, Maybe, going. Maybe, maybe, he's, yeah. he's still in the headlights, <laughs> no. that bloke. I can tell you
1: that now, the he's still, still riding in the suit headlights.
4: Pants, the tight tracksuit pants and the sprayed-on <laughs> polo shirt at Suncorp no. had okay. nothing to do with that win I'm last right you, right, right, okay, I'm with gotcha. you, Can we talk about it,
2: the uh, Cowboys? I'm just thinking about the psyche of the coach. and like, It's crazy how you need to be like that. You know, Because if Sheens was out there carrying on and, and, and celebrating people would be quick to, to shoot him down so it, he's kind of got to be like that and all the good coaches are exactly the same it's a yeah. strange type of individual that you know will, will, will never be content will never be happy always striving for more always looking for the detail it's it's a uh, there's something in there, yeah, that can you like yeah
3: how, mate, how can you trust a 70 year old guy looking like a esche walking the street in tracksuit pants
1: <laughs> well that's all right. well that's <laughs> about, I don't think they're going to be like that can we talk about the cows <laughs> can we talk about the Cowboys they, oh, they, they're in a they're hole gone. I mean they're gone Todd Payton they're gone s- you're, you're going to put the line through them I'm pleased if if a if, hey, if you put the line through them we're all on board because you know that's I'm a North very Queenslander right
3: no no I'm a North Queenslander. I've tried to be really polite to him but. In the history of the game, no one's had 50 put on them and made the final. To have 60, mate, to miss 56 missed tackles. Yeah. So what's that per player if you work it out? Well, that's, you know, it's... (sighs) You're done. Yeah, I... I, (laughs)
2: You're done. Ma- maths That's what is not strong point between... No, 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 I, no. I mean, No, no, no mate, we're we're so they go, I, guess, go I what, it
3: out. What's, what's that as an average? <laughs> real, like, oh, it's four, no, mate. It's, it's the, lovely about four or whatever, but it doesn't matter. For me, it's about them at Magic Round. right? You know, it was pouring down rain. They have that They, they that performance against the Roosters. It was outstanding. And then the last couple of weeks, you go, where has it gone? Like, Like... Yeah. The Cowboys well, that we saw last year that were pretty much joint killers, right? Like, other than Penrith, so they finished third. They were, they were outstanding. There was five guys go away on a World Cup, play origin. There was a lot of things happening, and they were ticking the boxes. I don't I don't even know where to start.
2: Yeah, they, they, they were beyond poor yesterday, oh. and they've, they've had a couple of games like that. But then, you know, you look at the performance that they put on against the Roosters. I think for me, and this isn't to... You deflect from the Cowboys whatsoever, but it just speaks to the vol- speaks volumes about just how difficult it is to maintain that level of performance week in week out. We see it with a number of NRL teams that, and the competition's so hard to predict, but it's so difficult to stay up each and every week, and to do that consistent, consistently in the battle between the years, Gordy, of, like, I've got to be on here 100%. I think we, we probably witnessed that, again, not to deflect from the Cowboys, but witnessed that a little bit with South Sydney um, th- this weekend on, on, on Friday night as well. Yeah. and Just that, that mental battle to, to stay up each and every week and, and to remain get in that. the contest. I, I... But, yeah, the, the, the Cowboys, compared to what they were last year, that, that – that performance yesterday was Cowboys from 2021 when they were languishing, and and perhaps Gordy, they overachieved last year, and perhaps some a lot of other teams underperformed as well. Perhaps that's a, a, I think a truer reflection them. of. I think
4: a lot of sides underestimated the Cowboys last well. season, Jimmy. A lot of people predicted them for the wooden spoon at yep. the beginning of the year, and then they went on a run. Uh, look, take nothing away from what they achieved last year. They were so close. Uh, to making the grand final. They finished up in that prelim against the Eels up Innsville. But uh, I just feel as though this season, everything that Gordon mentioned is spot on. The fact that uh, they had so much success around a lot of their players and a lot of their roster, it would have been a disrupted pre-season. They're missing some of their best players. So Jeremiah Nane is still out. Jason Tomolello wasn't there last night. Jermaine Tanua brown is still out. Griffin Neem. Griffin, yeah. Dean, there's another one. He's back next week. But So they're missing a number of key personnel. But speaking to people at Leichhardt over last night uh, at halftime from the Cowboys camp, and they said they have never seen Todd Payton as animated as what he yeah. was in the halftime sheds. He absolutely let rip. He called out a number of individuals. He called the entire forward pack out collectively. He just simply said, you blokes he, are not having a go. He,
3: yeah, he, he, and that's, he would well, be scratching that's, his that's, head. That shows Mate, you where no they're doubt. at. Yeah, mate, he, he would seriously be scratching his head at that performance. That wasn't first grade and and, and I just don't get it from where they were, from, from everything that they worked hard on and, you know, I sort of touched on it, you know, I thought Tommy Gilbert, like when he set a standard and I'm not being too critical because I've played and... Not every run is at the same standard, but like your standard of your good run, because you want to have it at you know like one hundred percent, and then you drop, and then your first half to your second half. It all depends how much energy you've used. But if you're playing seven out of ten, that's really good. But when you but when your poor game drops down to a three, first grade footballers should not have a three. They shouldn't have threes. Like, that's one in every hundred games. You know when you go out there, Jimmy, and you're just so disappointed that you're embarrassed that you laugh and you try to forget about those games? But the Cowboys, to have that performance on where they've been through the year, you know, that's what I find strange. Yeah, I mean, everybody can go with a 6 out of 10 performance. They can go with a... You know, and then most guys, you know, you try to do seven to ten. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the, you know what I mean? And you get Tedesco's and all those guys, they play at nines and tens for their whole career. And that's why we just marvel at what they do. And then the average, and there's the eights, and then there's the sevens. And, you know, some guys can move up, but you don't have threes. Yeah. And last night, that's a, like, if you get beaten by that much, I think it's a, I think it's a three. Yeah. Well, they're going to have some unpacking. Todd Payton said it. was like very. bit like you, double You know what threes are like, don't you? Yeah,
1: three kids. Yeah, I've got the Yeah, I've got three kids. I've got five, in fact. Yeah, but I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what you're trying to oh, say. Ins- come on, there no, you have you go. you're, trying to, you you're hey. trying to insinuate. You're, a you're three point
4: five.
1: Hey, listen, mate. <laughs> listen, mate. Listen, <laughs> mate. I know Dom, I you're a just, bit twitchy at the moment because you didn't get the top job. So just calm down. We're going to unpack that a little later. All right, okay. It's
4: all right, mate. It's all right. You're still very much part of this team. I'm glad Gordy's known you for as long as he has because he knows what a and pepper and mayonnaise merchant you are with every <laughs> no, story no, that mate. you tell. No, mate. He knows mate. you're full of more shit whatever, than an whatever, show, I, <laughs> I copped the hey,
2: phone mate, listen, Hey, mate, listen. I went to the, the bar and shed. Right? On There's the a way of here. tickets, right? <laughs> Oh, I didn't get the day. Day. gig. <laughs> so the he's on shed Mate, I went to the triple M lunch.
3: It was fantastic. Wally Lewis was outstanding. Paul Vaughton, Wendell. We're going to take a break. This
1: is the in
0: Sydney. We're going to talk it up next. Triple M footy. Lives on Lista. Ready and now. Triple M Sunday Mid. You can't stop what I got. Ready or not.
1: Welcome back to Sunday Sinbin. All thanks to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. You can hear it, a daily podcast talking all things rugby league on the listener app. Download it today. It is free. James Hooper, James Graham, Gordon Tallis, Ben Dobbin, ahead of the Tigers. uh, Sorry, the Titans taking on the Bulldogs. We've just been talking about the West Tigers. Their great victory last night, 66 points to 18. The storm were too good for the Dolphins, 24 points to 16. And the Sharkies in the early game, 26 points to 6. Origin, boys, uh, it gets named. And the big news out of the Origin camp is Felice Cafusi will not be a part of it. He has been charged um, and he has a minimum, an early guilty plea he'll take three weeks. If yeah. he challenges, he takes four. It was a high shot on a fellow Queenslander, Christian Walsh. I'm going to start with you, Hoops, um, and start going. I, I think we all agree that it was a fair charge um, and that they got it right but gee whiz, this is a huge hole for Queensland now to fill.
4: Oh, no question, Dobbo. Worst possible timing for the Marines, given everything that Felice has been able to achieve for them uh, whenever he's pulled on the Queensland jumper. But look, fortuitously, you know, Billy Slater's always had depth in the forwards and, and depth in his squad. So I'm sure that, I mean, you got your ear to the ground up there. Who else is in the mix now? Like, who's
1: the next Well, you would think. We all think, and and, and the mail I was getting was that Kofusi and Cape were going to be on the edge, but I've got a mate sitting next to me with a wry smile because now that he is out, our man David Fafita, uh, we love the Titans, he he obviously comes into consideration. I'll just give you, the mail I was getting was that Caelan Ponga will be one, Uh, he'll be one, Selwyn Cobbo and obviously Val Holmes, the centre Dane Gagai wins it, but... They were going to use Murray Tuolungi because they liked that combination with Val Holmes and Tuolungi together. But after, after last night, night, the mail is that that might change. So you, you would think they find a place for the hammer potentially on the wing or they shift him to the centres. Uh, Wayne Bennett said last night he doesn't know where you'd put the hammer because he can't play in the centres, but he has played there before. He caught
3: the ball over here last yeah. night as a centre running an outline. And beautiful, soft hands. That's a centre outline. Yeah. Off, Full off back. The, was that off the scrum? Gordie. Yeah, like yeah. those beautiful yeah, yeah. hands. The, like, mate, play, the pass yeah. was poor from Cody Nicarima. Yeah, He catches it over his shoulder and passes. Well, you would think... And I then checked, guy can defend in the centres and he can defend on the wing. And just... That's easy to get him to do that. Oh, anyway, that's my opinion.
4: While we're on the subject of the centres, Gordy, there was speculation early last week that Dane Gagai was somehow under threat. Surely that can't be right. Every time Dane Gagai plays for Queensland, he's almost man of the match. He has been an absolute superstar. There was
2: a moment in yesterday's game, though, Connor Tracy, one-on-one. Like, that's a... I I know he lifts his game. Mm. I know he lifts his game for, um, for State of Origin, but that's... That's not a good so time. So is he in the side? He, he I would or? be unlucky.
1: I, I, I'm hearing that he was in the side as of yesterday. This is before yesterday's game. I was hearing that he was in the side. Regardless, he's been off the charts, his stats. I know Newcastle haven't been performing that well, but off the charts. The forward pack I'm hearing, and and this is only early doors. Who are you hearing this from? doesn't matter where I get my mail. No, just I, tell I, me. No, I'm not telling you everything. Um, I'm not telling you. I'm
3: not revealing my sources today. But Flegler does his name start with a B and rhymes with silly.
1: Um, Flegler, <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> Collins will be there. Capewell, Carrigan, uh, Tino, Cotter, and Tom Gilbert looks like he's made that squad as well. Now, how that lines up, whether or not they start with Tino or they start with Flegler, but the, and and Hunt and Grant obviously will be yeah, the fourteen guys, and nine.
3: Those guys are neither here or there. Like they all do a real good similar job. Like and they're they're the middles where. Where you need is edge defenders to be edge defenders because that's obviously clear. You saw him the other night. You saw his running game. You saw that's that was his main focus. And it just comes back to Wally Lewis: run first, pass second, kick third. And you need blokes that defend on the edge. I know that when I was defending on the edge, and I had different guys on the inside and out, uh, especially you know when you're playing Origin and there's different guys that you're not used to defending with. It's really, you know, like it can get confusing out there. So you do need an edge defender. You can't throw someone that is defended in the middle on the edge, because at some I, stage they're going to bite in.
2: I, I agree with you, Gordy, and I think, look, the the loss of Felice Cafusi is is huge. Oh. No,
3: we didn't this, have him last this, year. Who played there last year?
2: I know, but he's so aggr- that, that aggressive. The, the actual style of play, which is brought about this suspension.
1: Well, Nanai's is suspended. Nanai's suspended right. at, at right. the Nanai. moment, right? Nanai. So so right. Is suspended. Nanai. And so he won't be back till game <laughs> two. You lose Kafusi. Kafusi won't be right for game two. So are you mate, saying I'm that you're going with Fafita?
3: Oh, so let, let me go back because you saw when he ran out and the the intent in his eyes. And I played against the Dragons. I sat out a year and there was a bit of blame that they made me sit out. And then just with Kafusi. I think he could have been coached different through the week. I thought those Melbourne guys went a bit overboard. The ones playing for the for the, the Dolphins. Dolphins, and normally that's Wayne's realm. Like Wayne would have reined that in a bit. So, do, so you, what do you, you think? You,
4: do you think Wayne? Gordon but Wayne's because, under. Well, do you
3: know what? Because Wayne has a really poor record against Ballamy. Ballamy certainly has the wood on him. I think There's Bellamy's no won the
4: last eleven straight games when well, they played Well, now
3: it's twelve or whatever, and it's against yeah. and. That's a that's a weaker Melbourne side and they still got the job done and watching Wayne let those guys go and do what they did and the look in Kafusi's eyes. I remember Wayne all week was managing me, mate. It's about the game. It's about footy. Don't worry about the moment. Just go out there, mate. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. It's like Kafusi and those guys. I reckon he put the key he, and he wound them the other way. He didn't wind them down. I think just by their intent and that stupid tackle. So he misses three weeks, Right. He misses a state of origin, and I think he could have been managed better through the week. How does he run out with that look in his eyes? And I love it. He didn't run out with that look in his eyes against the Roosters, and was man of the match. It was a, it was a performance for the ages, mate. We were all there. It was. But he's on the edge, Gordon. That's. I mean, I'm sorry. He's on the edge, mate. The look in his eyes. Mate, the the look in his eyes. eyes.
1: He wanted to go out and destroy them. what do you, I mean, What? how do you say that you think he should be managed better and coached better during the week? Kofusi is a okay. hit man. He, he's come out there. He's been okay. strong all year. He he's comes up against his own weeks. team. He's missing for three weeks. I know, but he's that's missing on him. Three. It's not on the coach. That's he's on missing. him. I'm sorry. I don't you agree with you. You've got to manage
3: you. those people, Dobbo. Well, Just like the kid that wants to chip and chase all the time. They couldn't manage you. Wayne so, couldn't manage you, mate. Yes, he did. Because well, I would have smacked everybody in the mouth. Well, you did at times. <laughs> i you, you in the mouth, You did at times. No. No, no. No, no, and then I had to ask him. So I did, just didn't go shooting from the hip, right? But they look in the eye, there was a build-up. And then as a coach, you, mate, you look at that guy. So he had to look like Mike Tyson. I never run out looking like Mike Tyson. Like, I'm going to go. Like, I wanted to run the ball. I wanted to do that kind of stuff. I just saw I just saw Kafushi, and I love the way he plays. But last night, it was a bit overboard, to the point where the match officials now give him three weeks. He's let down his state and the Dolphins once again.
2: Yeah, but that's on but him. Then, but then, but then Gordy, is that not the. Like, what you see is what you get with Felice, you know, that like, when he crosses that white line against the Okay, so why did Kenny Bromwich do it prove? as
3: well? Mate, Kenny Bromwich tackles little little Meanie, pulls him by the neck, and, you know, pulls like. a forearm on him. Yeah. There you go. So then the Melbourne boys, right? Like, then Wayne, as I said, I know Wayne better than everybody in this room. Yep. Right? He normally manages that situation. That like that situation is normally managed. It's not about you. It's about the team. You better put the team first and all that. And last night, I thought those guys just went overboard a little bit. And it, and it shows by the penalty and it shows by the, it shows by the result. And I think Wayne – and maybe Wayne is a bit under pressure when it comes up against the Bellamy. Because when he was playing at Brisbane, it was always about the wrestling. You know, there was always that. And there was, you know, that blood between both of them and, you know, Melbourne – obviously got created by some of the guys that helped create the Broncos and fair to say they've become a fair franchise. Well, they were once as thick
4: as thieves, Wayne and Craig, Absolutely. And Craig, you know, helped Wayne win premierships when he cut his teeth uh, at the Brisbane Broncos and and Wayne was, you know, already on the way to becoming one of the greatest coaches of all time. But then there's been a huge feud and a massive fallout and look, I don't think they speak at all anymore. Yeah. But I wonder Gordon just on your point whether Felice and those Melbourne blokes, and you spoke about that Mike Tyson look in his eye, perhaps that's because he knows what he's running into. He's been part of the fabric of that Melbourne storm for so many years. He knows how they prepare for games. He knows he's probably he's probably going to be, be on the, the one box. who's on the chopping block, yep. right? That's right. So yeah, he it, goes, right, out, right, i got to go out and i got to meet fire with fire. Yeah,
3: yeah. And then we all want them to go to the red line. I'm the one that wants them to go there the most. I want them to go there. I want them to dip their toe in every single week. And against, I'm going to go back to the Roosters. He ran out. He looked. He pulled his jersey around. He didn't have that same look. And he was devastating. I reckon there was more intent. I think there was a bigger, you know, like there was. Do you think he'd had his buttons pushed? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think so.
1: Well, he's out now, and he probably missed but two origins. Let's talk New South Wales reports. Probably missed two
3: origins. No, yeah, he, one wouldn't it be? No, it's three, three weeks. weeks. And, got,
1: and well, they don't count that origin game. They count well, the club well, games, ha- don't hang they? Hang
3: on, but back back to Felice
2: Cafusi. Well, he, he's already been suspended this year. Yeah, so four weeks he got. Yeah, you four weeks, know, it's it's so. not like this is a new thing to him. Like if it was totally out the blue, then. I tend to agree, but I, I just think it's part of what you get with police. Well, if, if you want to go police's and I agree with you who said that, that I think that he's gone into a mode of preparation where he's gone. These guys are coming after me today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you before you come and get me. <laughs> That's how you used to that operate. Sounds, that's, <laughs> that that's sounds exactly, exactly <laughs> how Jimmy, you used to Jimmy, operate. That's, that's driving, his old that way. Jimmy, that is that you? like
4: somebody who's lived that experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> look at that look.
0: It's like, like so so he's giving me the kaffoozie. So, I know where this is coming from. Jimmy
3: just gave me the Yeah. <laughs> and no, because I might be confused i I'm here with your
1: confusion. We're going to take a break, come back, and we're going to unpack the see South- the
3: way he plays but
1: just you know. New South Wales is up next we're going to talk that. Hold your Kofusi you're in the wrong there. Oh.
0: Triple M footy lives on Leicester. Ready or not. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. You can't stop what I got.
1: Ready or not. Yeah welcome back to Sunday Sinbin. James Graham, James Hooper Gordon Tallis and Ben Dobbin on Triple M as we count down before the Bulldogs and the Titan. That's from a core stadium. Canberra Manly are the other game. We're talking all things origin. We've just unpacked what that Queensland side looks like. I don't know if we got to any real resolutions other than the fact that Caffucci, um obviously had a brain snap last night and obviously well, went out Jay on his Aro? tangent.
4: Dobbo, what about no. Jai Arrow as a Well, right he's a middle four. I, I don't well, no, think they'll. He plays on the edges once South Sea often. Yeah, does.
1: but he also plays in the middle at different times, hoops. So, I mean. He does, I...
4: But I think he could do a job on the right edge for Queensland. But he, he has, has done one for Queensland before.
1: Yeah, he has done one for Queensland. Well, we'll know, we'll know shortly. Let's unpack New South Wales. Um it, being reported that Nico Hines will wear the 14 jersey, which means they are going to go with one hooker. Um is it Appy or is it Damien Cook, James Hooper?
4: Well, I'm surprised. Well, no, I'm not I'm not surprised, but I'm surprised they're not going with two hookers. Um the male is that it's going to be Damien Cook. Uh, I yeah. don't think Appy Coruscant could have possibly done any more. Um, especially off the back of that performance last night at Leichhardt Oval. However, I will say in relation to Damien Cook, I think he's played every minute of every game for Souths this season. So if you're going to roll with one hooker in the furnace that is Origin, clearly you're going to need a bloke who's super fit. And with Appy, look, he he doesn't always play 80 minutes for the Tigers, um, but it's the quality that Appy can produce and and the combination that he's already got. That exists with Nathan Cleary and Jerome Law? They,
3: they 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 both bring something so different, like Cook, like one thing you can't coach is speed. So when you get tired or or if Payne has does a big you know, like a big roll or a punch through the middle, well, if Cook gets out, like we've seen how dangerous he can be. I just remembered like tries that he's just run straight through the middle and backing up or whatever. But Happy Coruscal the deception that he's got around the ruck and bring you on the ball and get your one-on-ones. So one's service I think is a hell of a lot better and one's running game is when it's on, it's the best running game in the game. So yes. um, yep. the style of what Freddie wants to play, so that means that they really want – like well, they both would go through the middle because it would be happy ball. So um, I just think it's Nathan Cleary's team. And yes. Nathan's going to run everything and, you know, yeah. he wants the ball and that's what Cook will do. It's just clear service to Nathan Cleary. And so, everything's going to revolve around him. That's what I, you know, like if I'm trying to read into it a bit deeper, where Appy, he can, I think he can punish you more just around the ruck and, you know, just just with the big followers. Um, I would rather run off an Appy Coruscant because of his deception and, you know, working creativity. with him through the yeah. week. Um, yeah. And defending Cook when you're tired and he can run at the wrong time and it can be the right time just because of the sheer speed. So they're both, they're both extremely dangerous. It all depends how the game unfolds.
1: What, what do we work at? What, what's the backline look like? I, I mean, Hoops, I understand Like no one really knows till Brad Fittler makes that announcement. Uh,
3: oh, hold on. Can they carry both of those? Would they carry both of those? I think they've made a decision,
4: Gordon, that they're not going to. So it's They're going to carry been, a Nico Hines-Burton type of guys. It's guy. been released this morning that Nico Hines w- will wear the number 14 jumper. Right. So I, I think that tips their hand that they're not going to roll with two hookers. And the mail that was around late last week leading into last night's game was that Damien Cook had his, his nose in front.
3: So, so if they're chasing points, just say, like, if the game... Unfolds if they chase and points or there in front. How would they use Nico then?
1: That's a very good question, Gordon. Well, the big questions are
2: for New South Wales as well. Is is Tom Troy? Stop looking,
3: Jimmy. Look yeah. at Jimmy. You're thinking about that. No, I'm, I'm
2: just I'm just thinking about what, what like Heinz on the bench is that utility? Yeah. Um, do, does, does he come he, on in he that? But like, so then you take you'd have to take off Isaiah or move Isaiah to yeah. to prop to get him on in the middle of the park. It's, it's an interesting one. I think so, sometimes that 14, it's just to cover injuries, but yeah. then you need someone to come on and maybe create something. Like yeah,
4: Well, Queensland used to do it at, at, with oh. great success with Daly Cherry Evans.
3: Hey, he used yeah. to be New South Wales did it wonderful with Craig Wing. Like, there's yeah. one of yes. those guys that, yep. you know, like, and then we had to bury against, and then we we're lucky enough to have Cherry Evans, and Cooper Cronk did it, and then now... We got Ben Hunt, Harry Grant that shares that role. Like we're lucky to have yeah. a guy like a like a Harry Grant, or where they can come on and just play middle. Like obviously Brandon Smith and Smith, you know, he, he was a perfect sort of fourteen style of play. But that's what I'm saying. You know, like then it's the style. So when people talk about who they're picking, it's the style and where they're going to use them, and you know what they want to. Pick on for, but with Nico Hines, I just think he's a starter. He's an out-and-out starter. Or maybe do they move Lui in the number nine for like a little bit of time?
2: Yeah, but you, perhaps you could be could be right there, Gordon, because N- Nico Hines not going to come onto the field to defend their way to victory. No, if it's a tight no. game, he's coming on to break it to break it to attack, yeah. isn't he? So um, yeah. I'm sure. Fittler and, and the rest of the the New South Wales They'll have a clear plan. Yeah, they'll have they'll, a clear have plan. They'll It's clear blueprint not, it, not, not we'll going to be throw him on. No. It's gonna, because also there's, you've got the defensive issues there. Like you'd have to – and New South Wales likely have Murray on an edge so he can defend middle as well. So you'd swap. Yeah. So you wouldn't yeah. have Nico Hines standing standing out there like, yeah, uh, like dog balls in the, middle of the four, in the middle of the yeah. field and saying, run at me. So they're going to have to protect him.
1: Do you like it? Do you got hoops and, it's so intriguing do, do you, do you like? Series. Do you like do you like this uh, to me Hines has been the form six all year without a doubt well, you know 7 or 6 so he he belongs in the halves, in my opinion with Cleary. Now I understand Luai and and Cleary play together at Cl- and he's been good the last couple of weeks no but-
3: I go with what they pick. Like I like and I say and people think that I'm joking. Like in origin right? And I'll tell you why. Like when you get tired and you know like just say Mark Murray's a coach or whoever was the coach of me through my origin career or even Australia. If you get fatigued and you're running out and you look and you see a teammate and there's a play and you've got lucky at the back, I can call a Broncos play. So I'd say, you know, and then because you remember that name, because you've called it a million times, that's, that's the benefit of picking a combination. So you'll have... Isaiah Yo, Cleary and Luai, that they can just call a little Panther play and set up their three and then, you know, and then the other boys will tag onto it. That's, that, that's the benefit. Or if you get Nico Hines, you know, it's just a totally different combination, but you've got to work really hard on getting the calls right and not early in the game, under fatigue with yeah, the well,
2: noise. Well, well Gordy, it's not even about, you know, linking together. It's about knowing when not to get the ball. Yeah, as well for the say. combination so you know if Luai's there and he he'd know uh, that this ball needs to go to Yo who's going to get it to Nathan you know don't get the ball where where Hines perhaps you know if you don't go yeah. with the combination which is a luxury by the way it is a you know it's 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 not com- this isn't a common um, predicament for origin coaches to be in this is more uncommon than it is common but what I think it what I think the added benefit of it is knowing that, say, if Hines is there parked on one side of the field and thinks, ah, in Cronulla Sharks jerseys, I get the ball here, I get it. I, I dominate the play because I'm the number seven and I'll get it. Yep. Where I would know, I'm not going to interject here. I'm gonna, I am gonna I know it goes to the other side of the park. Yep. I know it goes to you, who then gets to Nathan. Or Nathan steps yeah. up and gets it.
3: Yeah, and it's a real tough decision. I mean, like, everybody's had their opinion and everybody does. And I've watched on social media that they've had Nikkei and – uh, sorry, Nico, Nico Hines, yeah. yeah, Nico Hines and Cleary as uh, yeah, out in our favourite. But there is a benefit of having both. I, I'm, I am a strong believer on combinations, like I really am, because that's when I know that New South Wales were certainly at their best when it was Ricky and Laurie or whatever, and then Queensland were certainly at their best in the early days where they had those guys that just played so many games together and it just becomes natural under fatigue.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, are they at risk, Hoops, waiting on Tom Dravoyevich and Josh Adokar? What are you hearing on that? Well, no, I think no, 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 I no, no.
3: Oh, I'm asking the journalist here. I'm asking Hoops. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I'm asking you gonna mate. answer that one. <laughs> You're an idiot, mate. I don't you're Don't gang up on him now. Don't gang up on the post <laughs> op coming twenty years ago.
1: Don't gang up on him now when you've been snickering about him all day, all right. all right? You don't need uh, to uh, play on both sides. Okay, listen, go there's on. There's only
4: hoops. one Dobbo, there's only one white ant on this program and we all know full well who it is. So stop trying to drive wedges and create the vision. I'm because telling you. you'll bring yourself He looks all like right. a big earthworm Jimmy, well. Graham, Jimmy Graham will be hosting this show <laughs> next week. Now, to answer your question about the Fox and Tommy Turbo, okay? So, look, I think one of the first things that Brad Fittler spoke about when he took over as New South Wales coach was he went to Phil Gould, who's obviously been the Blues' most successful coach over the course of Origin history, and and asked for some advice, and he said, "Look, the best advice I can give you is don't pick your team too early." And so yep. that's why you know we've got this game that's about to unfold here at a core Stadium, and we're going to see the return of Josh Adokar, and Br- Greg Alexander has spoken about this this week that. You know, If Josh gets through 80 minutes and he does what he normally does, then I think the fox is into the side on the left wing and you want to talk about combinations. Well, the combination of he and Latrell Mitchell, which was so successful for Australia at the World Cup uh, and which has previously been so successful for New South Wales at State of Origin level, I think that's the way that they will go. I think Campbell Graham, in all likelihood, will be the other centre. I, I can't quite see Tommy getting in given the way that Everybody from an outside point of view can see that he's just not quite... hasn't got his body 100% cherry ripe. Uh, I think Brian Toto's the other winger. Then the halves will be Louis and Cleary. Payne Haas will be in the front row. Damian Cook's the hooker. Jake Trebojevic is another one who returns today for the Manly Seagulls. If he gets through that, then I think he's into the side. Back row, I'm going a little bit left field. I'm going to say Hudson Young's a big chance to be the left edge back rower. Liam Martin on the right. Isaiah, yeah, will be the lock, and then the bench will be Hines, Junior Paulo, Cameron Murray, and then I'd say it's down to Daniel Safidi, Junior Totola, and Tyson Frizzell.
1: Yeah, I like it. No, I like strong, it. strong, isn't it? It is a very strong side.
4: But
3: Hudson Young's a really good choice. Yeah.
4: I,
1: I like him, Gordy. I really
4: yeah, like he, what he, he brings. He... he he came through as a 5'8", so he's a little yeah. bit unorthodox in that you can see the skill that he's got. He can, he's got a good pass both directions, little little kick close to the <laughs> line and, and great at following through. And he's a proven try scorer. Uh, and, he, and he brings yeah. – this is what you'd love the most about the way that he plays – he likes the tough stuff. Like, he got ironed yeah. out by Felice Kafusi in Redcliffe. Oh, yeah, he did in at, round two or three or when it was. Yeah. And, he, and he got straight up a, a, and he got on with it. Yeah. And there's not a lot of blokes
3: that have the ability to do and that. And he's got so high footy I mean, IQ too. Like, he sort of knows about where the ball's going to be. Great anticipation. We're going to take a break. I call BS up next.
0: Triple M footy lives on listener. Ready or not. Triple M Sunday Sinbin. You can't stop what I
1: Yeah, welcome back to Sunday Sinbin on Triple M. Uh, You are with Ben Dobbin, Gordon Tallis, James Graham, James Hooper. Sunday Sinbin, all thanks to Listener Footy Talk podcast. Footy Talk is your daily source for all things NRL, bringing you the latest news, interviews, expert analysis and banter from the world of rugby league. It's now time for this.
0: From the makers of The Earth Is Flat and I'm only having one beer, comes...
1: Yeah, I call BS all thanks to my great friends at Ariat. like their boots. Ariat Rebar Work Jeans won't let you down on the tough jobs. Check out their range of Rebar Work Jeans at ariat.com.au. Um, I can tell you now that um, there was a lot going on uh, with Ariat this week. I was involved in some of their... Uh, high-powered talks. Um, they had some very big. <laughs> they had some very big meetings this week, uh, and I can tell you now, I was honoured to be part of them and facilitate yeah. some of their work conferences. You're not just just designing
2: boots, are you, the Ben Dobbins? No. Like, you, no, you, like you know, like Michael Jordan. <laughs> they made out of elephant hey, this, skin. <laughs> you know what they call <laughs> <them? laughs> it? This, this, this could be like the start of the movie. Like you, uh, oh, the Ben Dobbin boots. They go gangbusters all over the
3: oh, all over Australia. Good. That'll do me.
1: Hard man of the outback. Is the name of the boot, the hard man of the outback. That's you what fell they're now. Every the boot. horse you sat on. That's not true. <laughs> you spoke no, about a horse, horse one day on Triple M, right? Sp- I know the horse you're talking about. What's it called? Avgas.
3: Right? I know the bloke that owned Avgas. He said no, you don't? Yes, it no, did. He it said, was- mate, his name's David Murphy, and he used to ride it, and as was a racehorse. He said it's the quietest horse. You pretended it was a big buck in Bronco. He reckons it's one of the quietest horses. He fell off it. <laughs>
5: <laughs> anyway,
1: Avgas and I had a very love-hate relationship for a long time in the Northern Territory. I wouldn't
3: like you sitting on my back either.
1: Yeah, he did throw me a few times, but Could it you wasn't, it that wasn't on a kid's back? pony. He wasn't a kid's pony. He was an absolute outlaw. But anyway, mate, but you I tamed you him in the it. end, mate. Oh, I you, tamed him in the end. Now you listen You turned it to...
3: into a camel with two arms when you jumped on his back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start and I've got a I've actually got a legitimate BS that I'd like everybody to weigh in mm. on. Well, here we go. Now I respect every single man and women who play in the NRL and the NRLW. The the fact that you even play one game, you are a legend, and, and it's more than I ever did, and I tip my hat to you no matter what. But I am sick to death of the NRL players questioning referees over decisions. I, I played bush football, and the decision was that the captain speaks to the referee, and that's it, and you just get on with it, and you can whinge within yourself. But, mate, last night... Congratulations, Jared Wallace, playing 200 games. Every time something went wrong, he's hands up, shouting at the referee. Reese Walsh, uh, imploring to the referee that they've got it wrong. Um, they're the two games I covered. You go and watch every game in, every, and it's always – the captain doesn't speak to them. Everybody's got a comment to say to the referee, I'm sick to death of it. Yeah. I'm sick to, because you, we want our junior kids, right? We it's want them to have respect for the referees. To this. We want to have I respect for with the you. referees. I
3: agree with you. I disagree with the referee and maybe went overboard and I went straight to the sin bin. You weren't allowed to back chat in my era. And then every time they were going up and it was a ploy to slow the game down and they'd go up there and you'd see Cameron Smith was a master at it. They'd go up passive aggressive. They'd ask so many questions and be walking back and slow to give his team time to get their breath back. So the captain's challenge come in, so you can't walk up there and do that. But now they're still all challenging. They're still coming back and biting. So all they got to do is use the sin bin and get them off because I don't like the slowing down tactic – so, Dobbo, it's about time you brought yeah, up Yeah, I a just good
1: think deal. it's – I, so I put them in the bin. I, I know they can be what they want, but I'm sick to death of other players. Unless you're the captain or the vice-captain, do not talk to the referee, period. I might have a go at the
3: players too, again. So, my, my BS is, you know, it became cool not to watch the game of Rugby League. You don't have to watch all eight games, right? You don't have to be – one of those guys that sit there and watch, like, you know, I know that Andrew Johns would have known everything about every team, about every player, and there's some guys like that, and I played with some guys that I'm playing, like, we're going to a rep side, and they didn't know who they were going up to play against, but the players these days, you know, to be cool, and, you know, I don't really watch footy, let me tell you something, if you're buying and selling shares, you've got to watch the share market, if you Whatever you're doing in your role and in your job, if you're a builder, you got to see what they're doing out and around the street. So if you drive with your eyes closed. So rugby league, if I'm playing, you don't have to watch every game. And if there's a big game on Friday night, you see the trends, you see what's happening, you see the new kick, you see what the referees are doing. You don't have to watch all 80 minutes of a game, but I think you've got to cast your eyes over the big games of the weekend. And, it's, and uh, I think a couple of coaches are now making it. And if I was a coach in the NRL... I would be giving every single player there's got to be two games a week that they've got to watch and tell me, what, tell me how we stop them. You, tell me defensively the, how, how we defend certain players. Do you think that um,
2: a, a lot of players are like that or that's few and far between? Because obviously, you know, I think back to my time and I, I was, you know, across – most of the games, and even yes. you know,
3: but you're an intelligent pretty, football player. Yeah,
2: I know. But even, even speaking to like Brandon Smith now, like he is one of the biggest football nerds you're ever likely to meet.
3: He's yep.
2: constantly watching. I, I, I get what you're saying, Gordy, but I think those examples are a few and far between. I reckon most would be across the games.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's some that don't. And, yeah, that's well, what, that yeah. Don't. There's some, and I think that, that it's don't. cool that yeah that that they don't watch. Could you imagine coming on here? And not watching one game and talking about it. And when the coach is talking about players and plays and names, and you know, last week they did this and that, and then you're sitting there. So you walk into a meeting, and it's like if you're on a board and you haven't read any board papers, you don't know what's happening. I think that it's time that if I was coaching an NRL, if I was coaching an NRL side, I would be given my. Like the players, how do we stop this forward pack? How do we stop paying Hass? How do we, you know, eliminate James Graham, little tip on and pass? So how do we defend when James Graham, what play does he like doing it? What part of the field does he like doing it? That's what I'd be doing.
1: Yeah. Nice.
4: Can, nice I, can I ask you this? I'm just can putting I my hand this, up for Jimmy? a coaching
3: job, guys. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: That'd be a good side. <laughs> that is a BS. That, oh, that, that is a BS. Nice that is a, that that a bad. Bad. That, that side would, would I take a pay cut? <laughs> um can i ask you jimmy when you used to play on the des there was all the talk that every player had the ipad and he yep. would send the clips through at all hours and he knew whether you'd watch them
2: or not and yeah so we had a um uh, application on the on the ipad which was compulsory to buy um like oh you, you had, had to buy it call. you bought yeah, your yeah, own we iPad. Had to buy our own tax write off as well so thank mm. you <laughs> um
3: Thank you, yeah, Harvey well, Norman.
2: Basically, basically, my my iPad had my Bulldogs play link on. I didn't use it for anything else other than that. So, uh, But anyway, yes. Yeah, so this application, it would send through a video clip midweek um, from training for, against opposition players that were, were coming up. Um, and unbeknownst to some of the players, you, as the... As the master of the, the administrator. The administrator, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> the administrator, you could see which accounts had viewed the videos and at what time, how no. frequent, <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, uh, did, it, did, anybody ever,
4: did anybody ever get put on show for not having... No,
2: no. I, weird. quickly filtered through, <laughs> but then you'd see, like, he'd be like, well, why are some of the players, like, watching it, like, you know, half an hour before training? <laughs> like, you know, they, they get them the night before to, or the, the afternoon before supposed to watch it, you know, that night, so to sort of sleep on it kind of thing. But I guess everyone's different, some like that, some don't, but Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, oh, well. I like do you know what, it. Mate, Wayne Bennett used to do the same thing, like check up on us, but that was with our drink cards. He would ring the <laughs> pub to see whose <laughs> <laughs> drink card had the most use through the week. Uh, same, same, well, same, 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 but same, but same. same. times have changed. Hang hey, uh, yeah, I've,
2: I've got I've got, I've got a good eye uh, call. Yes, oh, this
4: The segment's still going, isn't it, Ben?
2: Yeah, yes, you, yes, you, yes, it you, is. You stop, you stop, okay. you stop on your horse and trying to round us off. Doing your big wave in the air to say we're going to cut to a break. So, my I call BS is on people making outlandish claims to sort of, you know, sort of claim themselves as some sort of Nostradamus, you know, and, you know, competition for places uh, as a host on certain uh, shows are, you know, few and far. But you've got lots of competition, you know, your jobs are, are, are infrequent and, you know, you've got up and coming. You know, media darlings like Gordon Tallis. Um, but anyway, if you are got to make these claims, what you want to do is see that they come to fruition or at least have some evidence um, that, that there's something about them. What you certainly don't want to do is is see that basically you've got egg on your face uh, a week later. So I'm just going to throw to a little bit of audio from, from last week's Sunday Simbin.
1: Can I just talk about Parramatta quickly? Now, I've been known to go off early at different moments on this show, but I'm just going to say this right now. <laughs> nah, not you, Dobbo. Draw the line through Parramatta. <laughs> no, nah, I'm serious. Uh, after 11 weeks, they're on eight points. Last year, you needed 30 points to make the eight. I don't think they've got another eight wins in them. <sighs> Hey mate, <laughs> one win doesn't make a season, mate. Yes, okay. South Sydney had an off night and they beat them. 'em. I'm still saying there, Parramatta fans, you know it, you're not gonna make the grand final. You will not win the oh, competition. I'm on, telling you right on, now, Parramatta fans you, you had
3: the Cowboys in the air at the Parramatta, beginning of the
1: year. <laughs> you will not <laughs> yeah. win the grand final. Yeah. I said yeah. that last week and I stand by it. And hoops, <laughs> you little white hat, you were with me as well, and I can see you're very quiet at the moment. But <laughs>
5: I'll just two other people under the bus. I'm Enjoying
4: you being on the grill, mate. God God enjoying. God, God, is, you've
2: changed the tune because you've gone from pot line films they won't win the grand final. <laughs> wow. Wow. Same there thing. You. Same thing. We're uh, gonna take a
1: break. Yeah, this is the Sunday Sinbin on Triple M. Roosters. Beaten in the last 30 seconds against the Dragons on Friday night, 24 points to 22. And the news doesn't get any better for them. We know now Brandon Smith is out for eight weeks with a thumb injury. Victor Radley is going to do a stint, I think, three weeks um, on the sideline uh, for the alleged headbutt. And now we start looking at exactly where the Roosters are at. Sam Walker, obviously, um, has still got that knee injury. He's going to take some time. Hoops, I'll start with you. There were some good signs in that game. There, there were some really good signs from the Roosters. I, I, I thought Luke Keary was outstanding. I thought James Tedesco got back to what we know him to be, which is elite. Um, but still, they couldn't get the job done. They go to origin. They're going to lose a few players. But should we be concerned about where the Roosters are at now moving forward? Oh,
4: absolutely. We should be concerned about where they're at, Dobbo. Look, in one sense, there were positives. The narrative was flipped. The week earlier against Penrith, none of their big-name or big-game players aimed up. I think some of the better players for the Roosters um, would have been some of the the most, um, the, the smallest earners in terms of the roster of that side. Uh, but then against the Dragons Friday night at Cogra it was James Tedesco, it was Luke Keery look, James Tedesco, that's the best game we've seen from him this season. It was as though uh, he was single-handedly trying to reverse the trend that the Roosters had managed to get themselves into and that quicksand that they've found themselves in. Uh, and he was trying to put in a captain's knock and, and lead them to victory. And he got them that close that that last play where he stripped the ball and scored the try uh, and then obviously the dragons manufactured a miracle and scored a late try to, through through to steal victory it, it was an epic Huge. game um, but i thought there there were some positive signs but there are still major concerns for the roosters
2: yeah for me the the concern for the roosters is is their mentality so they they started that game against the dragons really strong we were absolutely dominating the Dragons. They had all the field position. Then they had an opportunity where Drew Hutchison went through and almost got spanned 360 degrees. And it, the ball was millimeters away from the white line. Then Luke Kiery makes a break. There's no one in support. He has to make the ta- take the tackle. And they go on. And then, Roosters, like I say, Roosters are dominating. And then they kick over to Moses Suli. He catches the ball. Length of the field try, and then from that one piece of play against the run of play, completely against the run of play, they just looked so dejected. They couldn't, they couldn't find something up until you know midway through that second half to to spark them back into life. And and even that came a bit. It was a bit like the, the, the Tedesco try where Brandon Smith has sort of threw in the ball. Tedesco gets up as if to say, what? Did I just what, score that? What yeah. happened there? Yeah. Because it was bizarre. The height of that pass, the height. Yeah, like well, it was, he had to leap up in well, the air to grab it. When you're that close to try line as well, Hoops, You are. it's a brave play to take that because your ribs are exposed both sides. You are completely fully exposed. So if one Dragons defender is there, mm. he is, is taking a serious, serious knock. And, yeah, you know, I think if the Roosters were at full strength, full confidence – they concede that try from Moses Suli, and they'd switch back to normal mode like they were in the opening exchanges of that game. But I just think that one, that one little chink and then they fell apart after that. And then, you know, we all know what it's like at the end of the season. You have your final finishing position and you look back and you go, oh if we'd have won that game, like, we shouldn't, like, what are we doing losing against them? And I think that, that's the type of game, and there's a couple of others that spring to mind in terms of, you know, their opening season game against the Dolphins, you know, the the, the one against the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago at Magic Crown, where you start to go, you have too many of them, and you make the challenge of playoffs even more difficult. So, the Roosters, it, it's its not getting any easy with Brandon Smith out with a thumb fracture. Radley looking like he's going to take some time um, with, with suspension. So, look... It, it, it they lose gets, Teddy to origin. They lose Teddy to origin. It gets increasingly more difficult. Yeah, and, you know, you, you start to clock up those losses where you look back and reflect and go, what on earth were we doing losing <laughs> against the Dragons? Yeah, they're, they're, we we, we had the game.
3: They're a highly skilled side, aren't they? they got a great roster. And they always try to win a little bit pretty, you know. Like you know, like the Roosters to me. Well, when,
4: not when Jarrod's on oh, the side, do
3: they? Ah, great point. But there was no Jared. Yes, Matt Lodge comes on. I think it was seven runs, fifty meters. Lindsay Collins made a hundred. They didn't have that real big punch in that aggression through the middle. Like I look back at the Roosters when they win, and they were just relentless through the middle. They had Tucky Aho, They had those guys fast. Le- Great leg speed for Jimmy Boy Graham, Cordner. just fast, <laughs> you, you, you yeah. Nearly, and then Boy Cordner, and they had, had those guys, like <laughs> and they would great punch through the middle. Then it'd go on the edge; it'd be Crichton, or there would be two, or there'd be someone on the edge, or, or like Cordner was over the edge. But they just had punch; they had that toughness, that resilience. Where, but we'll just do five hit ups, and we'll do it for the first half, and we, and then we're happy to win the game now. But we'll score the points later, type of mentality. And now I think, I think they. I think they chased the scoreboard, the Roosters, in a way. You know, like the scoreboard has to be ticking over for them.
2: Yeah, Gordy. You, you know what? You said they they missed Jared. You know, I think that they're missing that They doesn't get spoken about with the with the same um, level of importance in terms of how the Roosters play and some of the things that he creates for that team. It's Daniel Tupo. So if you yeah. watch the Roosters play a lot of the time, you know, that, that first kickoff run will be... Will be charged into a front rower. Well, Tupo's usually next, or any time out of yardage. He is so dangerous. Like he gets plenty of meters and a quick play the ball. Like you know, and then they've got a, they've got the guys back there at the moment on, on the weekend. Obviously Tedesco's there, but then you've got Corey Corey Allen and Jackson Borlo. Like then, they're, they're, they're NRL players. They're, they're first graders, no doubt. No no doubt about it. But they're not. Running anywhere near like the devastation that Daniel Tupou would, I think he is. Uh, he's been underrated for a very long time. He's been underappreciated by the by the general public, and because he is in such a star-studded team, I think he's he's one of those guys that they they, they really miss. Like they, they, they're really missing him, and that's not an excuse. Why? Because but,
3: he's doing uh, tough yards.
2: Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, well, like well, 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 it plays into your point, doesn't it? About the you know the the. the do they play too pretty? Do they do enough of the tough stuff? Well, you've got a guy, two guys there that that you know, embrace it, l- love the battle, love the tough stuff, yeah. love those you know those little one percent plays that half a second quicker play the ball from Daniel Tupo and what that brings the yeah. rest of his teammates. So yeah, they're missing big time. No, yeah, I mean, because
3: you're trying to put a point on because they're a great side, great organisation. They've got everything that that like they need except for Ws going their way. And when you trying to search for some answers. I'm thinking, well, well, like, what's going wrong? And if I was playing there, boys, we're not rolling up the sleeves enough. Let's just, let's just for the next month, let's just outgrind. If we win by one point, we win. But let's win ugly. Let's just start winning ugly. Let's just beat them to the punch. Let's just get into them. Mate, if you're going to try to put on a play, you know what? Play the ball quick. That's the best it. play. That's the best play for the next month is a quick play the ball for your teammate. That's... That's where I think that the Roosters can get themselves out of this. Same as a Parramatta oh, oh, as well.
1: Well, I've got my doubts about Parramatta, but I, I actually... I actually <laughs> stick to it. Hey,
3: boys. Congratulations, Ben. It's the first time you've stuck to something you've seen.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, geez, I don't know what's happened with the three of you, and I, I understand you're all protecting Hoops because he's a little bit... You know no. at the moment. Don't oh, well, try and I mean turn it back you know, on me. I, I understand that Hoops wanted the gig and, and you took it and white handed him and we're all going to work together. We I'll get tell it. You what, I get mate, it. I
3: can read out a text oh. message. No. Hey mate. Don't, mate. Oh, hey mate, I can't don't do don't it. Don't
1: fabricate text, hey, hey, You're better mate. than that. Don't fabricate hey, text, mate.
4: Hey, you better Gaudy, than that. I can't do Not it. Mate. Can you
3: feel for me? I said no problem, Hoops.
1: Dobbo, the
4: only bloke who has raised it this week, right, has been you. When you rang me on Friday night, right, when you rang me on Friday night, you did so. I I was sitting there watching the football. No, of not, he would Mate, you you were whinging about your wife having gone to a birthday party, right? (laughs) You had both kids on your own. (laughs) That is absolutely true. You had both kids on your own birthday party, right? And then you said, mate, you should have gone. I said, no, mate, that's not how it is. <laughs> That's the only time it's been raised, mate. Off, All right. It, so now that now everybody's got the facts. Get off the gas.
0: Triple M Footy lives on listener Ready and Triple M Sunday Sinbid. You can stop what
1: I got. Ready Welcome back to Sunday Sinbid on Triple M. Ben Dobbin, James Graham, Gordon Tallis and James Hooper with you ahead of the Titans taking on the Bulldogs, Danganane, you call it not far away from that kickoff and looking forward to what will be a epic clash, a pretty special weekend uh, Indigenous round. It's been really well handled by the NRL, and they need to be congratulated. It's just been a phenomenal uh, weekend to date, and the ceremonies before, the smoking ceremonies, as well as um, all, all the theatre, the jerseys that have become this important round, um, is phenomenal, and I say that I, I, last night, the Dolphins, we covered that game. We they that game. It was just unbelievable what they did. Uh, I was at the Brisbane game, and I, and I obviously watched the other games, and they've been really yeah. big, really big. But Gordon, you are a proud Indigenous man, and it, it is part of your DNA. It is the fabric that you built your life on it. And we have now got this amazing position where you are going to name your top five Indigenous players no, of I'm all not. time.
3: No, I'm not. I'm going to I'm going to name my favourite. Not oh right. Well, see because. Obviously, everybody knows it's Arthur, like Arthur, Jonathan Thurston, Greg Inglis, Laurie Daly, Eric Sims, where rules would change. Like, there's those greats of the game that have changed so many lives. But these are the guys that I loved, that when I grew up, that I would turn on the television and I'd love watching them play. These are the ones that people mightn't agree with, but I don't care. (laughs) Right? I loved, right? So, Ian, Ian Russell, for those guys, he played it. He played at the Illawarra Illawarra Steelers and he went to the Cowboys. He was a rangy back row. When I first come onto the scene, I tried to tackle him. It was like tackling, tackling a bag of bones. He was so skillful, just a raw bone lock that played for Illawarra. He was one of the hardest guys that I ever played against. Preston Campbell, simply because... When the Indigenous team come in and I went and watched and the reason why he wanted that game is so he could have played. He said, I was never good enough to play rep footy, but he wanted to play with his heroes. And watching Preston Campbell, how he trained and what that game meant to him playing for his community, it, it gave me so much love for that man and rugby league. He just loves rugby league. And to tell a Preston story that when he was at the Titans, they would get phone calls at times that Preston would see kids in the school grounds playing touch footy he'd stop the car and jump over the fence and play footy and (laughs) I don't think he was allowed to go do it but he just any kids that had balls in the park he would go there and have a game of touch footy with the kid that's just Preston Campbell that's what I love Ricky Walford I love Uh, Ricky Walford there you go I finally got one for you Uh, Ricky Walford when I first went down to the Dragons um, was a great mentor um, a great leader of men Um, I think he was on the Olympic Committee for Sydney he's done so much tremendous work off the field as well as um, on the field. He had the Ricky Walford Cup, hence why I followed it now and I've got the Gordon Tellers Cup. So Ricky Walford's outstanding. and I've got Anthony Mundine. Yeah, um, He's polarising, but to me, every time I was at the Dragons, I heard so much about the 17-year-old kid and when he burst on, he would tease me all the time. He'd set up these witches hats and said, if you can touch me, I'll buy you dinner I'll buy you this. And I couldn't touch him. <laughs> he would always come. <laughs> get to and, and like then one-on-one, one-on-one, he still had so much smack talk God, when he was 17. Talented. And I couldn't – and uh, my favourite Indigenous player um, of all time is Matty Bowen. For me to go watch and to go to his community um, where he's from in Oakvale and they play one game of rugby league a year – And I was lucky enough to go. And you love this, Jimmy Graham. The young guys, if you think you're good enough to go play against your uncles or dads, you pick up a jersey. And the old guys, if you think you're still good enough to cut it against the young guys, you go grab a jersey. And that's how the teams are picked. So it's just this game of footy with so much talent played. And then when the two big fellas run, only the big fella tackles the big fella or whatever. But it was a... (laughs) But, like, mate... Just imagine that. So you're getting older and you're playing against a 16-year-old and it's I've Matty Bowen it. and he's got I've that footwork. Got <laughs> yeah, and you think you've still got it. You're 38 or 40 and they put it on them for a young kid. It's sort of like a manhood type of game. So um, Matty Bowen had an amazing career and I do believe if, if there's a player that should have a statue up in North Queensland, um, I know that the Cowboys did want one of him. So hopefully one day that Matty Bowen gets a statue at that ground. Your um it,
1: it, it, guys, we've got to open this discussion because it is it's a special round, and and and, and I love that, Gordon. That you, you could have gone with Arthur, and you could have gone well, with plenty favorites. of John. Uh, yeah, but your your favourite players, um, I, I love that. I
3: love watching those others, and they are, and then they've changed the game. Like Thurston, giving his headgear, Laurie Daly, is, I always say he's the hardest guy, I've ever had to mark on a footy field. I've marked them all. He's, he's like, I don't realise if there's one competitor that when I played against that, he had your measure no matter what how many times I played him. Uh, Laurie Daly was one because he could beat you with strength, he'd beat you with speed and he had a footy IQ. So Laurie Daly was an amazing player. The Very other underestimated. Of-
4: the other element of Laurie's game, Gordon, that it's not undersold, but I think we don't always talk about it, is his defence. Like Laurie could oh. defend like a, he could
3: defend like a back rower. He Andrew G takes half. a hit up in Origin, and Laurie buckles him. Like Laurie, Laurie could put a shot on a front rower, and he's a 5'8". And there's only one other 5'8 eight that I ever see do that, and his name's Wally Lewis. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
1: so who, who, who is the greatest Indigenous player Arthur of all Beaton. time Arthur Beatson.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, a there's no question
4: photo between Arthur, JT, GI. like it's but, a crack field even yeah. even you know, Latrell still running yeah. around at the moment. Like Vega's and wins more yeah. premierships with Souths and
3: All of those guys only do what they do like like then there's going to be tries that you're going to think like that That try that Greg Inglis scores, he scores one in State of Origin where he palms one bloke off there, palms across his body, steps over Gasnier. He beats three unbelievable defenders and goes the distance. He scores a try in a grand final. He's running at at full speed. He palms, then he looks down at the sideline. I don't know whether he was in slow motion, but the things that he could see and do, only Greg Inglis. Jonathan Thurston, if you look at that field goal that he kicks in the grand final... The ball bounces on an angle like that. <laughs> the ball bounces and he's still... It's like he dropped, like he dropped a spud. Yes. Well, yeah, mate. Like it was, it was, was the worst angle. angle so everybody's got to drop it, it on to... the point so they get underneath it. He drops the ball. It's on the worst angle. And he kicks it. After beats him.
2: You spoke about marking people. Like, anytime you come up, come up against GI, oh. <laughs> I'm hard, glad like, I never. You, 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 kick, you kick chase. Like, <laughs> if you give... Half a yard next year, you you were up your teammate for the rent because he was going to embarrass you. Like just, just <laughs> strength and ability to to break tackle, make life difficult and awkward for you. And that's just the that's just the hard yard stuff. Never mind when he when he got out the back of some shape or some of those ridiculous tries that he scored. He was a he he, he was a phenomenal player. He really was.
1: There's some, there's some phenomenal. The, the indigenous uh, culture and the players that are involved in this game, they make it. Um, well, from and then
3: let, yeah, and you got blokes like Steve. Like, there's so many wonderful players. Like, but it's, it's, um, it'd be hard to pick. I'd pick Arthur simply because he had a lot to do, and he, and he mentored me through my whole career. And Arthur off the field, I think the legend of Arthur off the field. If anybody ever met Arthur off the field and Greg Inglis is going down the same path, just helping people. Like Greg, Greg's certainly going down exactly the same path. I think Greg's Greg's best work will be off the field and that's where Arthur, like Arthur never stopped working for what he believed in and the people around him. And Arthur didn't care what colour you were. He 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 just saw the person, you know. And I still remember Arthur Beetson, the only guy in Australia that has ever called me Geordie and I didn't like it and I wasn't gonna tell him. He goes, get <laughs> a Geordie. How you going? I say, get a Arthur. How you going? <laughs> yeah, how you going, Geordie? Love your See here. Still kept on telling. It to Geordie, the t- he called me Geordie all my life. Wow, he called me Geordie, but he knew my mum and dad. So, my first time I met Arthur Beaton. So, so like this thing, I I only heard of Arthur Beaton. I, I, dad and everybody would talk about the legend of Arthur Beaton. Then I'm playing a game. I'm sitting at Cogra Oval. He might have been working at the. Cronulla Sharks at the time. There's a knock on the door. Arthur Beeson walks in. The dressing room goes quiet. He walks over. He goes, G'day, Geordie. How you going, mate? How's your mum and dad? Here's my number. If you need anything when you're in Sydney, give me a call. He's working at all these other clubs and he's at the Roosters. I'm sure he did that to a lot of other guys. Justin Hodges went and lived with him and he had one reel. You'd be home by midnight. Hodge goes, I come home one day at, you know, half past one and he thought Arthur was going to kill him. One reel. That was coming Yeah, mate, you live with me, you listen to Arthur.
1: You don't muck around.
3: No. You serious?
1: How'd you last? Hey? Because I didn't live with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> what I Because I didn't live with him, but I didn't get coached. I didn't uh, break his curfew. Sunday Sidbin on Triple M. Oh.
0: Triple M footy lives on listener Ready enough. Triple M Sunday Sidbin. You can't stop what I.
1: Welcome back to the Sunday Sin Bin. All thanks to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. You can hear it daily, Footy Talk. Uh, I'm part of it. I know Jimmy Graham is, Gordon Tallis. Uh, you don't get hoops on Footy Talk, but that's okay. You get him on the Sunday Sin Bin right here mate, on I'll, Triple. I'll, a...
4: I'll give you the mail. They're not listening for you, mate. <laughs>
1: they're listening <laughs> that's for not the feed- That's not the feedback <laughs> I'm getting. That's not the feedback <laughs> oh, I'm getting. Oh, but anyway. So fabricate. Uh, anyway, uh, look, yeah. I mean. Actually, uh, you-
3: hoops, mate, do you want to host me on. Um, Wednesdays, mate. Because they told you me you I can pick help, whoever I want. I'm a,
1: yeah. yeah, I'm happy to
4: make myself available, yeah, mate, true. if you, if you no need problem. that. <laughs> yeah.
3: No problem, yeah. It's either you or Jimmy, because I did Jimmy's on Friday morning. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy, for that. No, no That no, was outstanding.
2: did I've heard rave reviews about that. And yeah. you are down in Sydney now, like, considering your new ro- I mean...
3: It's better uh, off doing a face-to-face, isn't it?
2: Yeah, yeah, Don't mate. I'll talk to the bosses. You yeah, know, it's funny. You know, mate, my people if, will talk to your people. We, with your Jimmy, people we're going to get to you people. very
1: shortly. But I, I do have a a a, quest, a thing about. There's another podcast that is doing around another football podcast. Very successful, in fact. That Gordon went on at the starter this month. He's a former teammate of Gordon's. They won a premiership together. And when they board up and they introduced Gordon, they said, "Gordon Talis from Triple M." And then I was expecting him to say from the Sunday sin bin, you know, because that's his bread and butter. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going to – he went and used his little footy talk podcast. Um, That was his little leg up there. So you think he's loyal to us? No, thank you. He's not at all. Um, He's not one bit. Anyway, the the only one who's
4: noticed –
3: what are you waffling about? The only body
1: in Australia (laughs) who's noticed that is you. Well, I was just listening to the podcast. I do my research, unlike can I you. Oh, I don't unlike think you, I a- do my research. I don't
3: think I've done a podcast with someone that I've won a grand final with. Oh,
1: I thought you won one with Denim Kemp.
3: Mate, God, you're a bad guy. Oh, job. wow. Anyway. Nah, anyway. anyway.
1: Sorry, what were you saying about research?
2: He went far he sure. out. to <laughs> retirement. <My>. Mitchumishi Triton. <laughs> Thanks to Mitchumishi Triton. Nothing can run the Triton.
3: On the uh, Seabird.
1: He
2: got that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Over your go, you idiot. <laughs>
2: Over your go, yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, so my um, toughest player this week um, goes to one of the Dragons players. Um, what a performance in, in what a week. You know, big respect to. You, know, the, the, you look to the, the coach's box and to see Carr there you cheering, and the emotion, the outpouring of emotion from everybody. And when Finney scored that try, you know, it was like they'd won the grand final. Not too dissimilar to when Tigers beat Pemrith a couple of weeks ago to their first victory. Because we, well, some of us have been there in the position where you just can't catch a trick. The you know the the, the five losses all by less than six points, and oh yeah, you just felt so happy for everybody involved at the dragons and there was some big performances ben hunt springs to mind but my toughest player of the of the round goes to jack de Bellen. so he knocks out 80 minutes at front row mm. 20 runs for 150 meters 15 passes involved there as well so he's playing doing a bit of ball playing 46 tackles the quickest play of the ball in that dragons team considering he had 20 carries as well he, he was absolutely phenomenal for them and um, he was a huge contributing factor as to to why the the dragons went on to on to get the victory.
1: He's getting back to his form, isn't he? And 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 in all seriousness, he played very well, and he's been good this year. Obviously, it was always going to take a little while up to the layoff. And when he when obviously he did leave the game for that period of time, he was an Origin player, and you can see now. I, I don't know if he's got back to those heights, but he is playing good football.
4: Is that his best? Position Now, Jimmy, the way that we saw him used there on Friday night, I know 80 minutes is a hell of a stretch, but for the balance of that side and the changes that Ryan Carr made, he led it, but then Lomax back at right centre yeah. and Sully back over on the left side, and it seemed to flow and connect a lot better.
2: Yeah, it yeah, did. I think Jack is... is- probably he played in the number eight but he's really playing like a lock forward you can see that with the the number of receives and the number of passes that he puts on but i think obviously you know there's been a conversation that's been had there and gone you know the the, the change of well obviously zach lomax coming back into the team and then switching back it um sort of suggests that the, the players weren't particularly happy with that uh, in the first place and, and that i don't know if you put it as an experiment but it was uh, one that didn't go to plan.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, there's a lot, a lot to like about what St George. Obviously, the improvement. Can are you happy with? I mean, Jimmy, we've been very critical of the Dragons as well. Um, but th- that showed a little bit of fight to me. That that you know what, that, that, that they might not have it hundred percent right. But there's a fire that burns in that club. That you know what, they stood up for the brand on the weekend.
2: Yeah, well, it was easy to go into the shell after Tedesco looked to have sealed that victory, and you know all the I I was you know cheering for Tedesco in terms of like you know the the captain's knocked New South Wales captain coming up with that big play in the final moments, thought he'd won them the game, but then you look at the Dragons and and a couple of the the close defeats that they've had in recent weeks. You know the the one against the, the 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 Titans where they they really they, sh- they should have scored and then the opportunity that they get I think it was against the, the Tigers and you just go oh guys c- come on like w- w- what's wrong in this final moment and the-, the-, the final moment the final play of the game um, you know you'd be easy to be it be easy to be scarred by those ones that you got wrong but Ben Hunt just took control it was you know he saw an opportunity down the short side he sprinted all the way across to bring a player on the inside he stayed alive They've got the ball to Sloane, and then Sloane's obviously a, a, a player that's you know, under pressure about his decision making. But he, he had to execute that play. The kick was on, but it's a you know it's a live or die play from Sloane. You know, if he gets that wrong, it's oh there's the opportunity bombed. You, why didn't you pass it? Why didn't you put it through the hands? But it was a great kick, you know, a, a bounce in favour that the Dragons have not been getting of recent weeks and. Yeah, yeah. I just think that you know the emotion of sport. It was a, a topsy-turvy style game, and for the Dragons to get the victory, I was I was so happy for everybody involved at that club.
1: I'm really pleased for them that they got it done. Let's look quickly. Titans taking on the Bulldogs. Um, Dan Ganane will be your caller. Do you want what, to wager on it, Jimmy? Jimmy, who do you, who
2: do you like today?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the Bulldogs. I'll treat you a, dinner. I'll treat I'll, I'll I'll sh- you a nice feed in Sydney when I'm there, and beers right. and a nice wine, huh? Sounds is good. that what you want um, on tonight's game?
2: Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll do that. Hey, Gordy, I just want to ask you quickly. Why has Khan Pereira dropped to 18th, man? Do you, do you, have you got any mail on that? That seems strange.
3: Maybe Magic Round when he had Kieran Foran inside him to score three and he chips. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think that's the reason.
3: You remember that old English coach, Harvey Howard, told me there was an old English coach. The only thing that goes with <laughs> chips is fish. fish. Now get rid of it.
0: Who do you like? Uh, the
2: only like thing, the thing that goes with chips is fish. Who do you now, like? This afternoon? and Imagine
4: Hoops? the end of it. I think that the dogs might be able to find something. They're going to be close, and I think yeah, the bulldogs might just be able to find a little bit of something. They need a win.
3: Oh, yeah, dogs. Okay. Dogs one to twelve for me. Hoops, you're in on that bet too, then, eh? Obviously, yeah, I yeah, am good as, goal, as well. Mate. I am in. as
1: well because I think Canterbury will put a score on the top. Okay, Titans well, all three. Well, oh. listen, so okay. I can't
3: afford you. <laughs> well, Big I've, anyway, seen you at the, mate, I've seen you. You've at never paid for me ever. I've seen you at the trial. You've never paid for me,
1: not once, never once. So, anyway, uh, look, that is the Sunday. Sinbin, Dan, ain't about to join you very shortly, and the kickoff between the Titans. And the Bulldogs, not too far away. This is the Sunday Sinbin Hoops, have a good week, mate. And, uh, look, in your role uh, on the 360, mate, best of luck with it. You're doing very well. Uh, Gordy, outstanding. Support, no mate. doubt no doubt. you're the host, mate. And, look, just keep Hoops. I know he's coming, but just, just manage him, mate. I'm just manage keeping him. the seat warm for yeah. my man. This is the Sunday Sinbin. Matty Leighton to join you next. And then up to that dangadane to call the game.
0: Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.